Well, good afternoon, good morning, good evening, whatever time of the day it is that you're listening to this program. Welcome to Philadelphia Eagles Talk with Jeff. Good afternoon, Eagles Nation, or good evening, or good morning, as I always say. How's everybody doing out there? Are you getting through the off season? This is the period where we're like, man, we just want the football season to start, like tomorrow. It's such a crawl between now and the start of the season. But uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. And until we get there, I will, uh, you know, give you as much material as I can. Not a lot going on this time of year. I don't have any, you know, real news for anyone uh, as far as any breaking news today. I will say this, though. Uh, you may recall last episode, I kind of gave a shout out to what I was hoping it would be a uh, an influx of brand new um, listeners, and it didn't happen. And I got kind of, I don't know what you want to call it, sort of like the backhanded slap, <laughs> I guess, from a social media standpoint. What I did was I went on probably about eight or nine Philadelphia Eagle uh, social media sites that I am um, connected with on and have been for many, many years uh, through Facebook mainly. You know, a lot of those Eagle fans groups, I'm, I'm on most of them. And um, I, you know, I kind of just posted my latest show and said, hey, I've never promoted a show. Give it a listen. Kind of just a quick little blurb and shared the link to the show. And I, I thought that that would bring on a a bunch of new listeners, and it probably would have, but most of the sites, um, I violated their um, kind of regulations. Uh, most of them don't allow for any type of phishing or promotions or any of those things, and I understand that. I mean, I respect that. I just wasn't really thinking that that would be an issue, um, but some of them I got like warnings sent to me, and a lot of them just removed it. So uh, it wasn't out there for that long. So that stinks as I'm trying to promote the show and find other ways to do that. And I thought that would be one kind of easy way to do it. And uh, But a lot of those sites didn't like me doing that. So um, that's unfortunate, but we'll figure out other ways to spread the word. And you can help me too. You know, I've always said, look, if you like this program, share the link or share, you know, it's a link to the show to your fellow Eagle fans out there. Um, and, uh, you know, that helps grow the show. And I thank you in advance for that. Um, and then obviously make sure that they follow the show or make sure you follow the show. <laughs> so uh, what am I going to talk about today? Knowing that there really isn't a lot of Eagles news and probably won't be for, I mean, training camps open in about a month. So we're getting there, you know, things will start getting exciting. Um, you know, the Eagles should have a good team, and it's going to be a tougher season, and I think some Eagle fans, I'm getting the impression that some Eagle fans just think it's like got the division in the bank and, you know, number one seed in the bank, and, you know, we'll get, we're just going to, you know, have a good um, run for the, you know, to make another run at this thing. It's all very possible. I mean, this team is very good, but this division is very good. Our schedule is the toughest in the league. And last year, knock on wood, the Eagles were a pretty healthy team. 
you know, to think that they're going to go through the season again as healthy as they did last year. I mean, let's hope, let's hope they do, but you know, the NFL, there's always a lot of injuries Now the Eagles have a lot of good depth. So that's good. They're one of the deepest teams, but again, you know, you lose some star players for a few weeks. You may, you may not be able to win some games. You shouldn't, you know, that you're supposed to win. Now, not going to try to be Mr. Doom and gloom right now. Uh, because, you know, the Eagles are um, one of the better teams. And they take care of themselves. I think Sirianni does a good job of keeping the players uh, as healthy as possible. But what I'm going to get into today, and I did this last offseason, um, but I'm not going to do my list um, because I it's already out there. You can go back to the podcast. I'm not sure which one it is off the top of my head. But last, you can go back into the last offseason. So about this time last year, you know, looking at June, you know, May, June shows. Um, one of those is I did like the top 10 defensive players in Eagles history of all of and sap offensive players. Um, I did my list last year. And Ruben Frank, who I have a lot of respect for, and many Eagle fans, I'm sure, have heard the name of Ruben and know who I'm talking about. Um, I have a lot of respect for Ruben. He's one of the columnists and uh, sports personalities in Philadelphia. He's been working for the Eagles uh, for a long, long time and reporting on them. He's, he's, um, I, I often agree with him more than not. So I don't want just to come across like I'm, you know, beating on Ruben Frank because definitely not doing that. Again, I have a lot of respect for Ruben Frank and, uh, and his work. Um, but, <laughs> that being said, you probably knew that the butt was coming. Here's the butt. He came out uh, a few days ago with his Eagles all-time top 10 list for defense. And I've got to take issue with some of the names on the list. I mean, not really the names that are on the list. I should rephrase that. The order, because he ranks them. You know, if he just said, here's the top 10, you know, not necessarily the ranking. Cool. I'd be good with this list. But um, he didn't do that. He ranked them. And so I have to take issue with his ranking. Not all of it. A lot of it I agree with, actually. But um, all right, let's just go. Let's just go through it. Here we go. So Ruben Frank, he lists the top 10. Eagles defensive players all time. His honorable mentions, by the way, were, and I'm just going to say this, there's one guy on his list that I have actually never heard of. And, and as an Eagle fan for 42 years or so, um, I shouldn't know who this guy is. And I can't even say that I even have heard his name before. So I have to do more research on this guy, but he's got him eighth on the list. And his name is Maxi Ball. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Bon, Maxi Bon, B A U G H A N. I'll do some, you know, research on him. I probably should have done it before the show, but really, I don't want to talk much about that. Just to say that, you know, on his list, there's one guy that um, was had to play well before my time. But I know a lot of like the great Eagles players that play before my time. That's why I'm very surprised that I'm not never heard of that guy's name. I haven't even heard his name before, so that shocks me. Like I've heard he's got some honorable mentions, like Bill Bradley. Never saw Bill Bradley play. He kind of was playing when I when I was born, but obviously I wasn't watching football. You know, he played in the early 70s. Um, 
everyone else in the team I've actually everyone else in his honorable mention I've actually seen play and everyone on the list I've actually seen play everyone on his list but um you know you can go back to Tommy McDonald right I mean I, I know he played way back in uh you know the 60s and I know who he is I've seen a lot of his play and, and I actually you know he died it was probably a while ago now, but I remember when he was alive and he was just so cool. Even in his older age, he was one of the coolest uh, people around. But, um, you know, I, I've heard of his name and a lot of the old time Eagles have, have greats, but I've never heard of Maxi Bond. I'm not even know if I'm pronouncing his name right. So I got to check in on him. You old time Eagle fans out there, or even, I mean, maybe you are my age and probably have heard of him, but I, I have not. So, um, all right, let's dig into the list. So he ranks him and he, First of all, the honorable mention, Clyde Simmons, absolutely. Bill Bradley, absolutely. Will Thomas, Willie T, um, great linebacker. Um, probably underrated, if anything. Uh, Willie T was a very good uh, linebacker. Malcolm Jenkins, of course. Trent Cole, of course. And Jerome Brown, uh, who clearly would have been on this list without a question if he played longer and, and didn't have the unfortunate early death. Uh, he only played for Eagles for five years, so I could see how he's an honorable mention. And I agree with that. I don't think he's an all-time top ten because he didn't play long enough. Now, his number ten is Jeremiah Trotter. So I agree with that Jeremiah Trotter is in the top ten. Absolutely. He was an absolute beast against the run. He was a uh, leader on the defense. Um, he was one of the guys who brought it. And would make sure that no one was, you know, the effort was always there from his teammates. Um, you know, he was uh, he was a great, and I loved watching him play. And Trot was one of the favorite Eagles to watch play, and uh, him along with Eagles on with Dawkins on that defense um, was just a lot of fun, a lot of fun to watch. And uh, he would bring the wood. He had, of course, his axe over the shoulder act celebration trotter was a beast uh, again i'm not going to say that i necessarily agree with the ranking that he has uh, but i'll just say that jeremiah trotter should be on the list my list i've already said and again i don't recall exactly what i had ranking i know the top guys that i had but the whole 10 i'm not sure i'd have to go back and listen to my own podcast but um trotter was on the list for sure we go to the um uh ninth he had troy vincent now do I have Troy Vincent in the top 10? I'm not so sure I'd have Troy on there. No, Troy was a great player. Don't get me wrong. Um, one of the greatest free agent signings for sure that, you know, that the Eagles picked him up from Miami uh, and he ended up having a great, um, you know, great career with the Eagles. I'm not going to say that he shouldn't be on it either. I don't know if I would have him on the list, but I have no problem with him being on the list. Like I'm not taking issue with a lot of Ruben's picks. Mine are more in a top end because of the rankings, and I'll explain why. Number eight, I already talked about Maxi Ball. I mean, apparently, you know, according to Ruben, he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. He made nine Pro Bowls. So, I mean, if you make nine Pro Bowls, I think you probably should be in the Hall of Fame myself. Um, he played during the 60s, which I kind of figured he must have been on those Betneric and Tommy McDonald teams, but I swear I've never heard of him. Never heard of the guy. Never. Norman Van Brockman, heard of him. But I've never heard of Maxi Ball. Um, he's a linebacker, and I, you know I know that. And he, he made five Pro Bowls, as you know. So uh, yeah, I just don't have much to say about him because I personally need to do more research. Um, but 
from the way Ruben kind of paints his picture, sounds like he should be on the list. Bill Berge, um, he's a guy who played, you know, through the um, early uh, mid seventies into the you know early eighties. Right when I first started watching Eagles football, it was towards the end of Berge's career. So I do remember watching him. Um, you know, he was on the nineteen eighty uh, NFC Championship team, uh, and I, I certainly remember Bill Berge, but the, the very very end of his career. Um, but I, I could see where he's on this list. Would I say he's an Eagle all-time, you know, top 10? I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I'd have him on the list or not. Um, again, I know I did my own list, but I can't remember if I did top 10 or top 5. I almost want to say I think I only did top 5, which is why I didn't go deep, 10 deep, I don't believe, when I did my list. So when, you, when you're thinking about 10, do I have Bill Berge in my head as a top 10 Eagles all-time player? Uh, I don't know. It'd be close. It would be close. Played on the Dick Vermeil team. Was definitely a leading, you know, leader on that, you know, uh, defense that, uh, you know, made it to the Super Bowl. Um, I don't think about that one, Bill Berge. But don't have an issue with, with him being on the list. I just don't know if, if I would have him on my list. Six, the number six guy that he has ranked, to me, is no doubt. I think he made my top five, and that's Seth Joyner. Um, there's no question that Seth Joyner's on this list. What I I might even probably have him higher than the guy that he has next, and I'll explain who that is in a moment. But for those of you Eagle fans out there that may have been too young, like so say you're in your 30s uh, and missed out on seeing Seth Joyner play, um, that sucks because, you know, he was – one of the, uh, you know, he had Reggie White in that team. That was such an awesome team. You know, whenever you hear about the Eagle fans talking about Buddy, the Buddy Ryan years, Buddy Ball, you know, it was Seth Joyner, it was Reggie White, Clyde Simmons, Jerome Brown, Eric Allen, Andre Waters, Wes Hopkins. Um, just a attacking, we're in your face, we're here, we're going to kick your ass style of defense. That was so much fun. And Seth Joyner was one of the uh, leaders of that defense and made a lot of those type of plays. He was, um, he was a uh, really phenomenal linebacker. And to me, I think Seth Joyner should be in the Hall of Fame. There's a guy... There's only one other player in Eagles defense, and I'll get to it in a moment because, and I've talked about it in the show before. And those of you who have listened to the program and fans of the show will know who I'm about to bring up when I'm talking about this guy. It's a travesty that he's not in the Hall of Fame. We'll get to that in a moment. I'm not going to say it's a travesty that Seth Joyner is not in the Hall of Fame. I'm just saying I believe he put up enough good numbers to be in the Hall of Fame. In fact, as I'm reading one of Ruben's comments about Seth Joyner, he's the only player in NFL history with 50 sacks and 20 interceptions. I mean, that is impressive. Let me say that one more time. Seth Joyner is the only player in NFL history with 50 sacks and 20 interceptions. So that tells you the type of player he was. I think he's a Hall of Famer. I didn't even know that stat, but I think he's a Hall of Famer. Um. You know, he was always underrated, though, you know. 
he gave us an eighth round pick. So, you know, when you're a low pick like that, it takes you a while to kind of make your name for yourself. Um, you know, Ruby makes a point in 1992, like they were saying how he didn't make, you know, Seth is Ruben saying that Seth didn't make that many pro bowls that he should have been. Uh, and in 1992, he had four interceptions, three forced fumbles, six and a half sacks, and he didn't make the Pro Bowl that year. So, you know, he was always kind of under the radar, you know, Seth. And he played with the same era as Lawrence Taylor and those guys. So, obviously, I'm not saying he's in Taylor's league. Nobody is as far as linebackers. But I will say, you know, outside linebackers, that is, which is the position that Seth played. He just never, you know, he didn't get the accolades that he deserved. I totally agree. Like, Ruben's comments on Seth is 100% accurate. Um, but you watched him play, and he was ferocious. He was aggressive. He was a very versatile linebacker, was great against the run, great against the pass rush, could cover. Um, he was uh, he was an exceptional player, Seth Joyner. Definitely on that list, for sure. Now, I would have him ranked ahead of, believe it or not, of the next guy. Now, that could be wrong. I'm not saying Ruben's wrong and I'm right. I I just think that, well, I don't know. Maybe maybe as I think about this, maybe the rate, the the his ranking's okay. In fact, you know what? It's probably okay. I guess it's, you know, because we're talking about different positions. So um, from an impact standpoint, it's probably the correct ranking. His number five guy is Fletcher Cox. And when you think about how dominant Fletcher Cox was, in the prime years, there's no doubt he was a absolute beast in, the, in as defensive tackle, and he's been a great eagle. He's been here his whole entire career, and even last year, he kind of a resurgence year. I think he played much better last year. You may recall last year going into the season, there was a lot of commentary that I did on this podcast about how I was down on Fletcher Cox. Like I really thought in 2022 that he, I was starting to see like lackadaisical effort out of Cox, like. It, and maybe he was injured. I don't know. Maybe he was playing hurt. But I didn't see the effort for a guy that, you know, that's making as much money that Eagles are paying him. And I know he's getting older. But I just saw it almost looked like he was taking off some plays and stuff like that. So um, I was down on him. I was kind of down on him going into last year. But I thought he played much better last year than, uh, than the previous year. Anyway, um, he's made six straight Pro Bowls in his career. Um, you know, I don't think I'm going to talk much about Fletcher Cox. You know, he's most of you guys, I'm sure, uh, have seen him uh, seen him play, unless you're super, super young and just started watching and haven't seen most of his career. I'm going to assume that most of you guys have seen all of Fletcher Cox's career. Uh, and he and he's got him fifth on the list. I don't have any issue with that. His number four guy on the list, in fact, the number, next four is exactly what, who I would have in my top four. So he's 100% on with these next four guys. The order that he has them in, the order I have an issue with, and that's why I wanted to bring this to be a, the main subject matter of today's podcast. Number four, and this is probably where I'd have him as well. As I'm, as I'm looking at the list, yeah, I would. I would have him here. So he does a good job. Eric Allen. And this is the player I was talking about and referencing earlier. You guys know how I feel about Eric Allen. He is the travesty. He, Eric Allen, is a travesty. Eric Allen not being in the Hall of Fame is an absolute travesty. Travesty. There are cornerbacks in the Hall. One that just got in 
Butler from Green Bay that are not as good. We're not as good a player as Eric Allen. Just not. And, you know, you got Aeneas Williams, not as good a player. You look at Daryl Green. I made this point when I had uh, my commander's friend Johnny on, and even he, you know, and he's a huge commander fan, and, and I'm never going to knock Daryl Green. Daryl Green ab- absolutely belongs in the Hall of Fame. I watched his entire career. I got no issue with Daryl Green being in the Hall of Fame. I'm just saying Eric Allen has comparable stats, and in some cases better stats than Daryl Green. And Eric Allen's not in the Hall of Fame. So there's a I have a major problem with that. Now I know Ruben is a huge fan of Eric Allen. Obviously, look how high he's got him on this list. And he's got a voice, you know. Um, so I'm hoping that these Eagle beat writers who have a voice in the Hall of Fame uh, within the Hall of Fame election committee keep pounding the table to get Eric Allen in because this guy needs to be in the Hall of Fame. And if anyone out there, any of you Eagle fans out there um, are young and, you know, I would say under 30 and didn't see Eric Allen, just go to YouTube, type in, I know the Jets, you know, 92-yard interceptions on there. I don't know if there's, like, just an Eric Allen highlight film on YouTube, but look at his stats. Just go to Football Reference and check out his stats. And tell me this guy's not doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame. He was a great cornerback. His coverage was the best I've ever seen in the Eagles history. Still to this day. Never seen a better cover corner than Eric Allen. He had a knack for interceptions. Um, and he also when he, he returned, he returned, I, I think, you know, six or so. I don't quote me on that, but he returned a good good handful. Uh, for interception returns, including, again, that 92-yarder against the Jets. So uh, Eric Allen being fourth on this list, absolutely. And Ruben writes that it's a farce he's not in the Hall of Fame, and I 100% agree with him. Um, Eric Allen must get in the freaking Hall of Fame. Must. Um, he actually set an in for This is something I didn't know about. I'm just reading a comment from Ruben. He set an NFL record with four pick sixes in 1993. So he ran four back in just one year for a touchdown. Um, he is uh, – and, and, and one thing I always pointed out, and I'm glad I just remembered to say it again, Emmett Smith, who had holes the size of – and this is the Eagles had a great defense – but that offensive line of Dallas was so damn good that he even op- they even opened up truck, you know, truck lanes that you know Emmett was able to run through, uh, even against the Eagles' great defenses. And I always said that you could probably tack on about probably another ten touchdowns to Emmett Smith's career if it wasn't for Eric Allen, <laughs> because Eric Allen was the one that would come across the entire field when. When um, you know Emmett would break one and about to head into the end zone, and run him all the way down and 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 you know catch up to him and tackle. I mean, it probably happened around you know probably between five to ten times. I don't know if it was ten times. It seemed like it was ten times. It's probably in the five to ten range, where Emmett Smith was broke broke through, about to score, long run, last one to catch him, 
coming all across the field. Sometimes in some cases was Eric Allen who tracked him down and, and made the cat made the tackle and stopped the touchdown. Um, guy was all effort, amazing player. And uh, I'm always going to take a moment and, and share my thoughts on Eric Allen because uh, he's one of my favorite all time Eagles. All right, here's where I take issue. So I'm just going to tell you who his top three Eagles are, and he ranked. He ranked the top three Eagles: Chuck Bednarik number one, Brian Dawkins number two, Reggie White number three. Here's my problem I have with this. First of all, I have no problem with all three of those guys. I'm huge fans of all three. Chuck Bednarik, I didn't see play, but I have tremendous respect, and I've done a lot of research on Chuck Bednarik. And obviously he was a part of the 1960s championship team. He's the last two-way player in football history. You know, a lot of players way back in the day, if you're not aware, used to play offense and defense. And Chuck is known as the last 60-minute man, meaning he was the last player in NFL history to play both offense and defense, which is one reason why you have to take into account about him being the greatest defensive player of all time. Because this guy not only was a great linebacker, but he played offense. So the guy never Took a, took a blow during the game. He's on the field the entire game. You have to take it into account. You have to. And he was a great player. And all-time, he's not only an all-time Eagle, just one of the all-time great players in NFL history. Chuck Bednarik. He is, um, you know, arguably the greatest defensive player, you know, in Eagles history. You can make a case. Ruben makes the case and says he's number one. Um, I have actually have him number two. Um, Dawkins, who he has as number two, I don't see how you can put Brian Dawkins over Reggie White. He makes a case that, you know, his case, the reason why he ranked him this way, and by the way, again, this is I'm not trying to beat up Ruben. Ruben's list is, is very, very good. I really don't have much of an issue. I have a little I'm nitpicking here. I really am. Nitpicking. His top four guys are my top four guys. We just have them in different order. And I'm just explaining why I would have them in a different order. And I'm going to take issue with some of his reasoning. That's all. It's just a debate. Much respect for Ruben if he's listening. <laughs> Here's so he's got Dawkins at number two. Now there is not a bigger Brian Dawkins fan in the world than me. I'm sure there are others that are as passionate or as big a Dawkins fans as I am. But none are bigger fans than me of Brian Dawkins. But I am always a realistic fan. And I'm going to get into a couple things. And one has nothing to do with this list at all. Eagle fans, and most of them, I'm sure, are young. And I do think Dawkins is one of the best and greatest safeties of all time. I do. But he is not the greatest safety of all time. He's not. And he is for the Eagles. I'm not talking about the Eagles. I'm talking about NFL history. He is not as good as Ronnie Lott. Period. He's just not. And I love Dawkins. But Ronnie Lott was a better safety. And I know they weren't exactly the same type of safety. Like, Ronnie didn't do a lot of coverage as Brian did. 
but when you talk about the pure position of safety, when, you know, your job is to do some coverage, mostly, you know, within a certain boundary, not go back as far as deep as Dawkins did. Um, Lot was more of a box safety than Dawkins was. So versatility wise, you know, you can make an argument that Dawkins was more versatile than Lot. But in terms of just playing the safety position itself, interceptions, hitting, stopping the run, leader in the defense, all of those things. Um, in my opinion, Ronnie Lott is the greatest safety ever. Um, I even think that Ed Reed, you can make a very good argument that he might have been better than Brian Dawkins. I almost see him as like one and one A. I think Ed Reed was a ridiculously good safety. Um, and, you know, to me, it's it's very tough to say, you know, Dawkins was better than him or he was better than Dawkins. It's almost like, you know, I hear a Raven fan say Ed Reed's better. I was like, yeah, I'd rather have Dawkins. And then there's times when I'm thinking to myself, you know, Ed Reed's a pretty damn good player too, you know. But I would probably give Dawkins the edge in that one, you know. But, but Ed Reed was phenomenal. But Ronnie Lott was the best safety of all time. If we're talking all time. Now, getting back to Ruben having him ranked second. Um, here's the deal. I don't have an issue other than a nitpick with him ranking Dawkins second. He actually makes a case that he could put Dawkins number one. I would definitely not put Dawkins as number one greatest Eagles defensive player ever. Definitely not. I would have him third, personally. The reason is, you know, he makes the case that the reason why he puts him ahead of Reggie White is because Reggie left the Eagles during his prime, you know, and only played with the Eagles for like eight years or so. Dawkins was here for 13. I get that, but we're talking about the greatest Eagles defensive player of all time, not the greatest tenured Eagle of all time. Um, it's the greatest Eagle player of all time. And I guess I brought up the lot argument because, or not the lot argument, but the lot point is, you know, Dawkins is not even the greatest defensive safety of all time, in my opinion, and in many, many people's opinions outside of Philadelphia. Um, but Reggie White is widely known as the greatest defensive end of all time outside of Philadelphia and, of course, in Philadelphia. So for that reason and the fact that when you talk about pure dominance, there is a few times where Dawkins may have dominated a game or really was the difference in a game. He definitely had some games like that for sure. But there were many games, many, many games where Reggie White was the difference in the game. That's the impact that Reggie had. And when you're talking about greatest defensive players in the Eagles history, I would say there is no player in the history of the Eagles that was as dominant at their defensive position than Reggie White was. 
I can definitively make that statement outside of only this. I never watched Chuck Bednarik play in person. So I will keep that out there as just a qualifier for that statement. But, you know, I saw Reggie's entire career. And there was no bigger dominant force in the NFL. Arguably, I'll give you maybe Lawrence Taylor, who you know played a different position, that was more feared and would absolutely break a game on his own. Dominate a game on his own. That teams would have to do whatever they could to try to stop this one player. And that's Reggie White. Now, I don't think offenses necessarily game planned to stop Brian Dawkins. Again, I know it's a different position. Certainly they had the game plan knowing that Dawkins is back there. Absolutely. But when you talk about teams that had to absolutely game plan around a player, you had to do that for Lawrence Taylor. You have to do that for Reggie White. And that's why, Reggie is number one on my list, and I would put Chuck Bednarik at number two, and I would have Brian Dawkins at number three. So that's the only, you know, issue. I thought it was a very – it's a very interesting list to, to look at, and I just wanted to uh, give my – share my two cents about it. Um, so um, – and it's always interesting. It's, it's good off-season conversation to have. And let me know what you think. I mean, what are your thoughts? Who do you – do you agree with Ruben's list? Do you agree with my take on you know on, on his list? Uh, would you have Reggie third? I mean that to me that's there's no way Reggie's third, no way. That's the, that's the, what stands out to me. It almost is like good list, but you got a major problem with putting Reggie third. I mean there's no way Reggie's third on any list. <laughs> Just not. Um, so. And, you know, when I'm reading his comments and he's he does say, you know, Reggie's the greatest defensive end ever. So he even asks himself why put him at number three. you know, And he it makes the point that he wasn't an eagle for his entire uh, tenure, even though Doc's, Doc wasn't either. But Doc's played 13 years. Reggie played eight. And he talks about how Reggie, you know, averaged 15 and a half sacks in those eight years which is, you know, crazy. But he says he kind of docks points because the Eagles didn't have good postseason success, which is true, which definitely is true. I wouldn't say that was Reggie's fault, but I get his point there. Um, but I, he was trying to, he's trying to figure a way to separate the three legends. And I'm not necessarily sure that, Going by tenure is the way to do it. But, again, I'm nitpicking here. Nothing against Ruben. Much respect for that guy. I would just have Reggie number one, Bednarik two, Dawkins three, Eric Allen four. That's would be what my list consists of. Let me know what yours would be. Uh, you can email the show at uh, petwgp at gmail.com. Again, that's petwgp at gmail.com. Let me know your thoughts. Um, you know, am I on? Is you agree more with Ruben's list? Maybe you have your own list. Uh, let's uh, let's talk about it. You know, send it to me. Let me know what you let me know what your thoughts are on that. 
All right. So I don't know what we'll talk about next podcast. Maybe we'll do offense. Maybe Ruben will put another list out. Then we'll give me something to, to chat about. I'm not sure. But uh, whatever the case, thanks again for tuning in. And always the Philadelphia Eagles talk with Jeff. Make sure you like, subscribe, share with others so they come on and join the pod and uh, continue to grow this show. So until next time, thanks again for tuning in, as always. Uh, we'll catch you next time. Make sure you come on back, and uh, we'll catch you next time as we get uh, about a month away from the opening camp. So until then, we'll catch you.